What's going on, gamer boys, gamer girls, herpa derps and dudicles? Welcome to Storytime with Raid and Rain. We got our coffee. We got sunshine. Thank you, Dunkin' Donuts. We're not sponsored, but we should be. Because Dunkin' Donuts is the shizzy from a nizzy. That's my attempt at being hip and cool. You can't say nizzy. I can. No. There wasn't a hard Z. Yeah, but (laughs) you kind of, you know, just group them together like that. I don't think you But anyway, we have sunshine, and it's not a cloudy day. Not yet. We're going to go somewhere. We're going to go different on this episode. We're going to be different. Instead of talking about video games, like games themselves, let's talk about the industry. Oh, Lord. Of video games. And where, like, your early influences of video games. What's one of the very first video games you can remember playing? Oh, man. I mean, everybody played Mario as a kid. Yes. And I mean, you know. I mean, if you everybody. play video games, you've played Mario. Yeah. And if you say you haven't played <laughs> Mario, or if you haven't played Mario, then I don't consider you... Honestly, though, I'm not able a fan to of listen it. to this. I'm not a fan of Mario. Like, not now. It's pointless now. You know what I'm saying? The world record, the guy beat the game in like four minutes. Like, even as, like, growing up as a kid, we only played it because it was like, we played the crap out of that. Not Super see, Mario 3, though. The, Super Mario playing. 3, see, I like those. I, I didn't, like Mario 3. I didn't play any of them past the Super Nintendo. I have never played Mario Kart. Never played. Well, Mario Kart's fun. Mario he World. Was, he was friends Mario. on Rainbow Road. Yeah, I don't even know if that is. Yeah, honestly. Um, I don't know though. I. I have. I can't think back that far. <laughs> um, I've played everything, but one of the very first games I can remember playing was, and this is gonna. I mean, this is just gonna show my age, but I consider it a video game. When I was really little, uh, my aunt, Jelaine, in California, mm-hmm. she had a Galaga machine in her house. Nice. Well, that's because she's rich. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we would go to her house, and, like, they'd play cards or whatever, and I would just sit there and play Galaga all night. Um, Battletoads, amazing. <laughs> but can I pre-order it? You can always pre-order Battletoads. It's always for sale. Everyone, go into your local GameStop and ask if you can pre-order Battletoads. Just get Battletoads. Just see if they have Battletoads. It's worth it. It's worth every penny. Um, but no, like, what do you think... Are we talking just console, though, or, like, anything? Anything. I mean, like the- technically, I play... Yeah, yeah. I know it's not technically a video game, you know, but like pinball was everywhere when we were kids. Yeah. Not like it is now. Well, I mean that's cons- Galaga that's was, not considered a video game. Galaga was everywhere, you yeah. know. Asteroid everywhere. Um, Centipede everywhere. Pac Man everywhere. Yeah. We we actually, I remember going to the Aiken Bowl. We actually yeah, we grew up in the the later days and the the final days of the arcade era. You know? I know, I miss arcades. So do I. The you, mall you know? here has an arcade. No, dude. It's but it's crap. not what I remember them it's to be. Yeah, that's why. Is you it know? though, or is that what they were always like? And we just no, dude. They, were, they cool. were awesome when we were kids. You, you know, besides yeah. the two guys going to prison for killing somebody. Well, only one of them worked there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. 
What do you think of the industry now, though, I compared to when it started? Too political. Really? Yeah. I just see you got games like GTA, which when we were kids, no one said anything about. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's like saying in the '60s, nobody said that doing acid would hurt you either. But now, I, I mean, mean oh, yeah, it, I mean, people didn't realize. Yeah, Those damn things. kids at Columbine ruining it for everybody. <laughs> And the, no, but uh, I don't know. I think the I think the gaming industry has too many rules and regulations. Honestly, you, yeah. you know, even games like GTA now, they're starting to get dulled down. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not saying I, I would want to. I don't know if Trevor's considered dulled down by any means. No, but like the actions in the game, you, you know, yeah. like even in Mafia. When you walk up to somebody and stab them in the eye with a bottle, you yeah. know, or a knife or whatever, you know, you could see it, but it's still not, like, visually enticing. Yeah. You, you it's know not I mean? Mortal Kombat. I don't like fighting games. Yeah. Really. So. I'm talking about the gore level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not talking about fighting. Obviously. But, no, I guess, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm not a big fan. I don't really yeah. know. Um, I played the original Mortal Kombat. And my old roommate Daniel has a MK2 machine in his house. Whenever yeah. we had any disputes, that's how we settled it. Oh, you lost a lot of disputes. I did, even to a ten-year-old son. Who's now thirteen, I think. I don't know. No, um, he can't be. I think the industry has. I don't like how it's. Like how it's segregated, like. I don't understand why they have PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and then you got, you know, the stupid stepchild of Nintendo that will never do anything. If this Switch blows up, then I think Nintendo's going to just end, like, they're just going to stop, or they should, but I don't understand it, like... Hypothetically, that happens. Who gets Mario? Nobody. It dies... They Mario. say the captain goes down with the ship. He's, Mario won't die, though. Yeah, he will. No, he that creator's already dead. Touche. So, I mean, hey, they say the Did captain... Did making them? I don't know. They say the captain goes down with the ship, so... I mean, you need to stop quoting Fallout Boy. Don't you... <laughs> don't you go there. But, uh, no, like, I don't understand why it's, you know, why it's like that. I mean, I understand server size and it'd be impossible to have a server that can hold everybody but not really at the same time the room sizes are the same you just have more games to find you know what i mean i'm not saying like have 64 people on each team and like yeah but that means, war but that means companies lose you know their Their production rights, almost. You know what I'm saying, like. But there's been right, exclusives but, are really dead these days. Yeah, but not really. I mean, name me. Try to name me a, a multiplayer exclusive from each system that is actually worth anything. Exactly. Every multiplayer game that people play these days is for every console. Yeah, or that, PC. That would mean that. The companies themselves, from you, you know, Xbox, or like Microsoft and Sony and whatever 
Yeah. You know, owned the PC servers, you know. They would have to fork up more money and promise more reliability and cooperation with the three major companies. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think we're ready to do that. I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand why cross-platforms, like, not a thing. I just, I don't... I believe it's always going to be a theory. The, The day that that happens, all... So, I mean, I'm saying, like, all cells across the board are going to fucking flatline. Oh, yeah. You, you know, like, see, I just realized I dropped the F-bomb for the first time in the podcast. <laughs> My bad. But, no, like, I think it's all going to... Oh, yeah, they will. I mean, the servers are going to crash, but... No, I'm saying cells for the consoles and the PCs are going to flatline, no, too. No. Yeah, dude. What's the point? Like, we both have... PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. I, I mean, we both technically have a PC as well, you know? You have the Steam box and yeah. have my crap top. You yeah. Know? But what's the point of buying a new system? You know what I'm saying? Or uh, let's say cross platform does come out. Mm-hmm. Xbox release, or Microsoft releases a new Xbox. Yeah. What's the point of buying it when you can already play? across the board well, I mean you're gonna need the new I mean you're gonna need upgraded software or an upgraded hardware regardless why if it's cross-platform you can do it like you do a computer by then you know what I'm saying like you can yeah but that's the reason people buy a console is because they can't afford to do PC so they buy a console that's mm-hmm. the whole point of buying consoles because you can't afford mm-hmm. to PC well when the, See, I'll argue that point. Because then what's the, the point in having the PlayStation, Xbox One? Because you can play with people on Xbox 360 on Xbox One. When the PlayStation 2 first came out, well, no, PlayStation 3 first came out, they were like $800. Damn. Dollars. That's, that's a decent rig right there. I'm not saying it's like Yeah, but not everybody rig. can sit there and use a keyboard to play a oh, video. Oh, trust me. So, I, I mean, everybody's got their arguments for it, but... I'm saying, like, why can't you play... Why can't you be on Xbox and play a game with somebody on Sony? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, we're all gamers. We all want to play together. Like, See, I like it, though. I like the... It's like a sibling rivalry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's no I difference like in them. I mean, the only difference, really, is obviously the way they look and their home screens and all that. But that's like buying an Android phone to an Apple phone. Like, they all do the same thing. No, no. Your phone is a Fisher Price toy <laughs> that a four-year-old what I'm saying can though, play with. What I'm saying though is, they all do the same thing. Yeah, they but all that's, play a that's video not game how, and the controller's different. That's, that's the only thing. That's not how companies make money though. It's sharing. You know what I'm saying? People are gonna. You got people that are loyal to your system. They don't. If you ask somebody why they have Sony, it's not because of the video game. It's because they like Sony and they like the controller and they like the way the system looks. They're not like, I like Sony because Call of Duty plays better on it. You know what I mean? Well, that's not true because you do have those people who... Back when Sony gave you PSN for free. Well, no, 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 no. The the exclusives. A lot of games on Sony are, you, you know, like the JRPGs. And, well, that's and not- you, you know, they... I think they have easier servers if you would to play 
They uh, crash too much. Well, I feel like the competition is easier on PlayStation well, as opposed kids. to uh, Xbox. And no, not because it's kids, but I I don't know. Every time I play like Call of Duty or something on PlayStation as opposed to Xbox, I do way better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not the controller. I can tell you that. Yeah. I don't. But uh, Sony does better with RPGs, obviously. You know, especially with the JRPGs and the Final Fantasy. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying stop exclusives. That's well, not what I'm no, saying. No, no, like, no. You're still going to have your exclusives. I'm, what saying, I'm saying that's why people go towards. Exactly. But that's just proving my point. Why can't you have Call of Duty be cross-platform? You're still going to have people that are buying the PlayStation because they like the exclusives. But, and you still have people that buy Xbox because they want the exclusives, but, that, but you can still play together. Yeah, but people don't make money off of sharing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have a contract with PlayStation, with Sony, you know, like gaming companies do, yeah. and production companies, blah, 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 blah. And... Every time they release a video game, PlayStation, I'm sure, makes a hell of good money off the contract, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And the publishers and the production company and everybody involved with the game does as well. Yeah. And that's my phone. But, you, you know, places like retailers don't, you, you know? But, I mean, that's pointless, useless information on... I'm just saying they wouldn't make so much money if, they're let's say, the same amount. no, they're not because you got to look at a JRPG is contracted with PlayStation, yeah, right, and only two PlayStation. That means whoever wants to play that game has to buy a PlayStation. Yeah, but that's, going back to the exclusive. No, no, that's where the money is. Though. I know, but I'm saying you're going back to the. I, I know, and that's that's the only way they actually keep their fan base is the exclusives, and I think it's. It's the best way for everybody involved to keep making money, and I mean we have all systems, you know. No, so no. it's not like we really. No. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. But like, again, I mean, you're bringing up the exclusives, but I'm talking about games that aren't exclusives. But what what would be the point? People are still gonna buy a system for an exclusive. No, but what what I'm saying? Why not just make one console then? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, okay, you say, no. say you're a PlayStation fan, you enjoy PlayStation exclusives. I'm an Xbox fan, I enjoy Xbox exclusives. I know what you're saying. But we both want to play each other in Call of Duty. No, I know what you're saying, so why not just make one console that supports all of it? Because that would be pointless. And because, I mean, you still got to have... Opening up the platforms wouldn't be? I'm, I'm just saying certain games, like, I don't know. So you want to make exclusives that cross-platform... Games that are made for both systems. Exclusive. You no, 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 no. For both systems. I know, but you want to open those games exclusively for cross-platform. Just open them to play cross-platform. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just don't see a point. You know, as far as the, the money side of it goes, I don't see a point. Mm. Sharing is not caring in the business industry. You don't make money off of, you know. I mean, they're making the same money off the game though. But I'm people are buying it for both systems either way. But they wouldn't. Why not? 
if I have an Xbox, you have a PlayStation, you have to buy it for PlayStation, I have to buy it for Xbox. Either way, they're still making the money off the game. But what I'm saying is, I literally went out and bought Overwatch and a PS4 to play with you two. I know, but... No, no, I know. I know what you're about to say. They wouldn't have made that 300 Technically, they didn't. You bought a used system. Sony didn't make anything off of you. Well, they wouldn't have made that forty-eight ninety-nine or whatever I paid for over. You uh, know, like you bought that used too, didn't you? No, I had to get a new one. I thought I bought a new one. I thought you got no, a new one. No, no. Um. Well, yeah, no, yeah. You're right because yeah. you got. So it either way, they didn't make money off of you at all. You got it for you got it for cheaper than I yeah. did. Yeah. So GameStop made <laughs> So technically, Sony didn't even make anything. Well, you know what I'm saying though. Like yeah, it, I do. it doesn't matter. Like to them, it doesn't matter, and I agree with it. You know, I'm not mad that I had to go buy a new system or a new mm. system and a uh, copy of Overwatch. Screw it. Yeah, but I'm just saying for the people out there that can't afford to just go buy a new system to play they with their friends, they like don't game. Yeah, but gaming is a, see, but that makes it. That's what I'm saying. That's the part I don't like. Gaming is something you're supposed to do with your friends. I mean, that's the world, though. You, I you know, know that's why you, the world is stupid, and you everybody. Don't buy, <laughs> you don't buy a car and then you, you know like want to race with your friend, you know, or drive around with your friends, and when your car gets shitty gas mileage, you don't bitch about it, you know. I'm just, like you paid for the car, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I just. Or you, you know, why does his car have Bluetooth and my car doesn't? Well, you bought a you, uh, you bought a older model. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my car, the Bluetooth doesn't even work in it. I don't even have Bluetooth. Exactly. But I don't know. I just. So what kind of game would you like to see? Like that's not already been, you know, I, brought to attention. I could say or games that I think should be made nobody would ever play. Because I'm, you have a point there. I'm a different. I mean, I'm a different kind of gamer than everybody else. Like me, I would love if they came out with a sports game where you had to do stuff off the field, the court, whatever. And by do stuff off, the, I'm talking like make it like real life. Like you have to, you know, like say like I want on a complete immersive sports game where if you get hurt and you have a season ending injury then it affects your story you know what i'm saying like you have to take care of stuff off of the field to get yourself you know what i'm saying because i enjoy stuff like that i enjoy simulation you don't like you don't like the whole the nba 2k17 oh i love nba 2k well no 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 but what what i'm saying like you don't like how it has all those Events planned for the day, and it just like walks out the door and then walks back in. No, I want to see what's going on, and then I also want like the money you make from your contracts. I want you to have to be able to spend that and make decisions that are either a wise financial decision or you made a stupid decision and it affects you throughout the thing. I want it to all affect you know, like say you're a rookie, you come in, you get that contract, and then you know, you have. Either you're buying cars or you're buying houses or you're investing and you know what I'm saying? Like make decisions off the court that affect you long term. And then have it to where there's a chance that you could get a season career ending injury that you know 
yeah. affects everything, you know. I honestly... But nobody would play that game. No. Except for I me. was about to say, I honestly can't picture myself. Yeah, I would play the it's shit like, out of it. It's like an accountant version of the fucking Sims. Yeah. You know? Like, no thanks. I mean... See, I love the Sims. It sounds like... I love the Sims. I know you do. This, this dude built me into a room when I was in the bathroom when we were kids. We were playing the Sims multiplayer when it first came out. And he built a room around me without a door or a window and watched my guy die slowly. I think that might be a characteristic of a serial killer. Yeah. I think that might be one of them. I don't know. Most likely. But, I don't know. See, I don't, I, I don't have any, like, I guess creative thought or idea of... Or of or for a video game rather that would completely pique my interest, you know? Because yeah. I like playing all kinds of different games, you know. Yeah. I mean, this year is going to be huge for me personally, you know, as a gamer because we got, you know, Horizon coming out the Zero Dawn, which is what two weeks now? It's next week. Next week. No, two weeks. Two weeks. I'm excited for it just because it's it's an old concept with new ideas in it. I'm ready for an immersive single player game again. Yeah, it, that's exactly. It's like to me, it's like a Tomb Raider meets Far Cry, but with yeah. mechs. You know what I'm saying? But uh, obviously, in world, so that's gonna be cool. Obviously, Wildlands. Which we will be going on and on about, I'm sure. Um, I honestly don't think you'll like Wildlands. I don't know. I hope so. I, I hope it, it, it played a lot like The Division to me. Yeah. And The Division was such a letdown. The story was just so boring and the online play was god-awful. Yeah. I don't want to... I don't want to straight do PvP. No. You, you know what I'm saying? Like... I want to be able to go on like raids and shit like that. It, you know, I don't want to just have to go and fight for loot you know, against other players. You know what I'm saying? Like that's to me that there's no camaraderie in that kind of stuff. You know, like sure you can join up with two or three of your friends, but if you have ten friends that are playing or six friends like in Destiny that are playing, you know what I'm saying? Like let's go. You know, have a common enemy instead of a common enemy. And then, yeah. outside people, waiting for you to kill that enemy, and then to kill, kill you to take all the stuff that you just worked for. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, sure, we've all been that both. You know, we've all been that guy. That, yeah. that I feel like the division was a beta animal. for Wildlands, though. Like See, an unofficial beta. I mean, literally. I mean, graphically, it, it's. Not too much different from what I've seen. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah. Obviously, it takes place in a whole different in part the of the world. Yeah. But uh, it's, I don't know. I hope it's not horrible. <laughs> I, mean, I think it'll be good. I think it's going to be different. Um, I feel like it's going to be like The Division, but I don't think. I don't think there's going to be. A very prominent PvP, if there's a PvP at all. I'm not sure if there is or not. 
but from what I saw in the beta, there was no like dark zone, quote unquote, <laughs> or anything. And like you couldn't just join somebody's match. Like yeah. you had to be invited to their fire team type thing. Um, but I don't know. It looks good. It it was fun to play. It was different. Um, I like the customizing part of it all. I thought that was, I thought it had some good stuff to it. See, For Honor has that too, though. You you know what I mean? Like I know you're not interested in that game in particular, but the custom you know the customization in that game is awesome. Yeah. It goes really in depth. It's know? just real bulky looking to me. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Bulky. I'm not a fan of bulky games. Like that's why I don't like Gears of War. Yeah. Like I I don't like the bulky feel. You know like. Mm-hmm. Where movement, like you can, I don't know, it's, I don't know. Biggest game of the year, though, hands down, is going to be yeah, Mass Effect. It'll be a show 17. No, oh. Mass Effect. No. I know Red Dead's coming out, you know, closer to the end of the uh, year. They're talking about pushing it to 2018 now. I mean, even if, whatever. Mass yeah. Effect has, an undying cult following. Yeah. And... I would say it's definitely as big as the Elder Scrolls following. Yeah. I, I mean, it's huge. You, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, and I mean, the games are amazing, and it's gonna be a big game. For just sure. how personal the story gets. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love them. You know, and I actually, kind of mad at myself because I stopped paying for that EA access because I literally never used it. Yeah. Yet. And um. So I stopped paying for it, and like two days before it ran out, I was like, oh yeah, they had Dead Space, let's go play it. So I downloaded it on my Xbox, and now I can't play it. Yeah. Because I'm all from that. They have all three Mass Effects, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have those on Steam. So. I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't know. I might go play. I tried to play the first one, and I just. Not a fan. I got like 20 minutes in and I was like... (coughs) Like, I do this thing with games. I don't know if you've ever noticed. I'll play a game for like 20, 30 minutes. Like really just sit there and play it. And then make myself stop playing. And see if I get like... Quote unquote called back to the game. You know what I mean? Like, if I catch myself sitting there thinking like... Man, I really want to go see what's going on, or like go play this game. You know what I mean? And if I don't get it, like it's just, I don't know. But the first Mass Effect, I just couldn't do it. Like I never got the feeling to go <laughs> back and play it. You know? I mean, it's a weird game to get into but see i'm not a fan of like not a fan of like medieval type games that's why i'm really surprised i like skyrim like i don't like i'm not a fan of like that whole time period and i'm not a fan of sci-fi so like how are you a game i I like i don't know sports games sports and yeah basically sports and shooters and racing Yeah. yeah you're like the jock of marriage yeah Cause I, just, I don't know, I, I, sci-fi, it just, 
Oh, speaking of sci-fi and nerds, you guys, we went to Dallas last weekend to the Dallas Comic Con. Oh, yeah, we did. We did do that, didn't we? It was pretty interesting. It was pretty cool. I was surprised by a lot, that's for sure. I think I was more taken back than anything. Yeah. You know, like, pay a cover charge, whatever. Which, buy tickets, makes sense. You're going to, I mean... They have to fund it. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. (coughs) And the measly $20 to go in there was whatever. But, you know, walking around and... You you know, one thing that we talked about while we were there... Which I understand, you know, people trying to make a living and money and whatever. Yeah. Everybody had the same stuff. Except for, like, the artists themselves that were drawing things. Yeah, they were drawing right in front of you. Yeah. But everybody else, all the vendors had the exact same stuff. Yeah. For, like, all different prices, too. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pay five bucks for this when I can walk over here and get it for four dollars. You know yeah. what I mean? It was, it was a... I mean, I would definitely go to another Comic-Con. That picture of uh, the Green Arrow that you showed me? Yeah, he wanted... A, it was, like, 70 bucks. Mm-mm. No, those were for the other ones, like, uh, way was... down the road. Yeah. Uh-huh. He wanted, like, 420 dollars for it. I'm like, dude. I mean, it's a one. I mean, oh yeah, one yeah. of a kind hand drawing by an artist. I mean, I I get a it. A famous but artist, but I get it. But you, you know, I, yeah, like I want to appreciate it and I want to get myself involved in it and it, well, that's how know, I am. Like support it, but I don't. I can't see paying even like a hundred dollars for a drawing. You know, yeah. like that thing of the, the drawing of May. Yeah, like he wanted a hundred bucks for that. Well, and that's like you know, I went up to the girl. For one, I didn't know the lady that did the voice of Peggy Hill was the fat sister from Hocus Pocus. Why you gotta call her fat? She was fat in the movie. Have you ever seen it? She wrote a vacuum. But anyway, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't realize it was her. And like, how did you know? Well, no, like I'm saying, I didn't know she was the voice of Peggy Hill. And you know. Dylan is a huge King of the Hill fan. So I was going to get him an autograph and stuff for from her. And, like, I walked up there, and, like, she had this volunteer sitting at the table with her. And, like, she wouldn't say anything to us. She had the volunteer tell us everything. And she wanted to charge $30 for an autograph and $20 for a picture. And then she looks at the volunteer, and she's like, go ahead and give him the deal. And the lady's like, uh, she'll do $30 for an autograph and $10 for a picture. And I was like, okay, you just completely, like, I mean, I understand, like, that's how it is. Like, there's athletes that charge for their autograph. And I understand charging for your autograph as a celebrity because you get it so often. are you really a celebrity? I mean, in the cult classic world for them, I guess, maybe, because people like King of the Hill. and Even, you know, that Hacksaw, dude, he's not... Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm not paying anything for it. And that's what I told Bailey because, you know, I, as you know, I'm a huge Flash fan. Yeah. And John Wesley Shipp was there. And she's like, well, are you going to go get his autograph? And I was like, you know, I want to. Like, the fan in me is like, yeah. But I can't see spending $30 for somebody to write their name on a picture of themselves. You, you know, I was actually on the phone with my parents after we got back, you know, yeah. the next day. After I got off work, which sucked, by the way, <laughs> but 
no, like I was on the phone with him and I was talking to him about Dallas and whatnot, you know, and how bomb IKEA is. Shout out to IKEA. IKEA again, not sponsored, but if you want to, <laughs> we're actually talking on a table from IKEA. Oh. I mean, we're not on the table. That we're on be... chairs from IKEA. From IKEA, and the mics on the table from IKEA. And about ninety percent of the stuff in my house, our house, is IKEA. But I was on the phone with my parents, you know, and I was talking to my like dad specifically, and I was like, he, you know, like I walked in there and I walked around and I saw things, and <clears throat> you know, they didn't let me collect comic books or read them as a kid or watch shows yeah. like that too much, you know. And I mean, once I got a little older, you know, and I started having free range of the TV, I, I got into it, but, you know, I was talking to my nun, and he was like, well, you weren't raised on it, you, you know, yeah. you just kind of fell into it, and he was like, you're very conservative with money, and believe it or not, yeah. I actually am, you, yeah. you know, I just don't make a lot, so, yeah, <laughs> um, but, no, so, he was like, I could see, like, why the appeal would, like, slowly die away yeah. for you, you know? And I want to keep going to him, to cons and stuff. Oh, I'm like not, I mean, I'm not, I, I like, think Tyrone <clears throat> was talking about coming down here to go to the one, him and uh, his lady friend, Natasha, are talking about coming down and going to the one here. Nice. Because they want to get away anyway, so. I, I just, I don't see the appeal in spending $2,500 for a 12 by 15. And see, that's what I told Bailey, because she's like, well, are you going to go get his autograph since you're a huge fan? And I was like, well, for one, where am I going to put it? And she's like, well, you want to put all that memorabilia in that room, you know, all the sports memorabilia and stuff. And I, you know, I was going to spend money on the sports stuff, no problem. But to me, that stuff goes up in value. And like I told Bailey, I was like, when is a picture of John Wesley's ship ever going to be worth more than $30. It's not. Like, it'll never, like, I would literally be spending $30 because I'm a fan. Yeah. Like, to me, that's not worth it. Like, that's, that's not, almost creepy to me. Like, yeah, like I want your picture with your name on it. To me, that that, that takes away from the authentic, uh, you know, the authentic feeling of falling in love with a show or yeah. falling in love with a character or being... You, you know, being a true fan of somebody. Yeah. You, you know, like, I, I think it takes away, like, oh, okay, here's 30 bucks, you know. and yeah, I, Like, I just paid you to give me something. Like, that just feels yeah. creepy. Well, yeah, and it's like, all right, well, you know, if you're this guy that supposedly does all these really cool things and, you know, whatnot, I understand you have to make money, you know what I'm saying, but... Don't but the con's have... paying you. Exactly. There's no way you're here for free. Exactly, like... And I paid to get in. It takes you two seconds to write. And it's not like these people had lines at their booths. No, there's like, one guy with a line. John Wesley Ship was the only, well, oh, the artist. Yeah, the yeah. Artist. Whatever, John Hughes? Yeah. yeah, and I am going to sound really stupid, but I don't know who John Hughes is. He had a huge line. And- he had a huge line, but I don't know who he is because I love comics and I love video games and I love shows, but I don't know. And... That was made apparent to me that I am not as big as a comic fan as I thought or nerd as I thought because, like, I know storylines and stuff. But I went up to one guy's booth, and he had, like, a bunch of autographed comics. First question he asked me was, who's my favorite illustrator or my favorite author? And I was like, I like the Avengers. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I just enjoy the stories. Like, and I know that sounds... 
no, stupid and, and I mean, or whatever. You don't have to be that. You don't have to dive into it like that to completely enjoy and be considered a fan. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, of course, the more you know, you know, the more, I guess, the more you're comfortable in that kind of situation or the scenario or, you know, the more welcome you feel at a con. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Like, like I felt very out of place. Out of place. Like, mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of, like, eat shit and die looks from these people. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, well, you gotta I play sports. I'm cool. I'm not a nerd. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But there, I was like. Well, you got you to think about it. Hey, look how me and you walked in there, though. You, you know, you were dressed like you. You know? Yeah. Like half hipster, half jock. I was. I, yeah. <clears throat> and I had the same hat on I wear every day. Which is a Star Wars hat. So. Yeah, exactly. I wear. I had a white T-shirt on with a flannel, and blue jeans. And yeah. I was getting looks like, "Why are you here?" Yeah, that's what I was getting. Was like these looks like, "What are you doing here?" You know, this isn't this isn't your and area. That goes like, back to the original, you, you know, situation with everything and everyone nowadays. It's like automatically discrimination no matter where you go you know what i mean yeah it's like we you know that uh that bar that me you and bailey want to try here the geek bar yeah like i, I don't think we fit in i guarantee you, we walk in there and then be like why the hell are you here yeah that man tournament on monday though we <laughs> go win that so apparently he's just a sketch artist like he's not even a like a big artist this john hughes guy but, see, that's my thing. Okay, back to what we were saying about getting autographs of people and stuff. Like, when I walked up to that lady, the Comic-Con had already been going on, you know. Yeah, we got there, there two were, hours before it stopped. Yeah, like, there were already people. I mean, there were, I mean, there was a lot of people there. Oh, yeah. But she had nobody in her line. It's not like you have 5,000 people lined up and, <laughs> you know, you're signing autographs for anybody, everybody. Because then I could understand, okay, to dot, to cut down on the line and the amount of people I'm going to have to sign for, let me charge 30 bucks. Because then the only people that are going to do it <clears throat> are the people who really want it. Oh, Stephen and Mel, dude, if he had a line, you know. That's what I was about to say. Oh, if it was Grant Gustin, not John Wesley Ship, I would have been there. I, I would have been there. I would have been there with, like, everything. Like, bruh, sign stuff. But again, you know, from being younger and us going to like concerts and stuff at small venues, you know, and knowing people like, unfortunately how we know Jeremy from a day to remember and everything. And like seeing how people react to them and how we are just kind of like, whatever, you know, he's a douchebag. Yeah. yeah, But I mean, we not necessarily grew up, but I don't get starstruck. I don't. And that's one thing Bailey's always said. Bailey's like, you don't get starstruck. Like, because they're just normal people. Exactly. But if I were to meet Grant Gustin, I'm going to fangirl out because for one, I'm going to tell you straight up. He's my gay boy crush. Like, man, no, I'm talking like if we were in prison, (laughs) Grant Gustin's my boy, you know, like, have you ever seen Half-Baked? I'm squirrely, and he's <laughs> he's the teacher that got arrested, you know? Oh, my God. But no, like, and I don't know, like, I don't know. I, did, I can't see why at a small con like that, 
you're charging somebody $30 that wants a picture of you with your name on it. That literally takes you, you've been writing, you've been doing your signature as you're a celebrity. I'm sure you've done it millions of times. It probably takes you two seconds to write to so-and-so and your name. Hand it to them, say thank you for enjoying my work, and, and go about your day. You know, it's like for me, if you're not that big of a star, like they had people from Power Rangers Galaxy. I, what the fuck? I don't even know what that Power is. Rangers and there was Galaxy. nobody, nobody even walked to their no. booth. No one even went down to the Star Wars people, like the people who worked on, you know, were, yeah. yeah, episode seven. Like, yeah. Or one. Episode, no, no, no. Because no, they had no, a pottery. No. Or no. No, 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 no. I forget which one. It was. I don't know. I've I only seen one in seven, was, so that was. Well, I forgot. You know what scene they had set up because it. It just, looked like a bathtub on three wheels. It it just wasn't appealing. No. You know the people weren't welcoming. They didn't look. You know like. None. Nobody looked welcoming. Like, Even the artists had their head down the entire time drawing. No one looked like they were actually enjoying being there. No. Not even the people walking around. Really. No. Except for Spider Gwen, dude. Oh she looked like she was yeah. A black. But I'm pretty sure she was a cosplayer who was probably paid to be there yeah probably so i mean for her she was making money walking around looking phenomenal sexy like yeah. tyrone i now understand your spider growing your spider going infatuation because my god but hold on now bringing us back to the Starstruck thing, you know, yeah. like you said, neither one of us really get fanboy or starstruck. Yeah. You remember when your sister made such a big deal about like Big Boy and then being a dead <laughs> lobster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your mom was like, "Oh my God, we're gonna go, we're gonna go." Yeah, of course, we went to get a picture. Oh yeah, so y'all came and picked me up. You know, we yeah. went. Uh, it's actually probably already at your house. Yeah, I think we were at the house. I pretty much looked. I think we were flying Ghost Recon. Doesn't I'm surprised we got off then. But, you know... Well, we weren't into the meeting people yet, though. Like, Because that happened teenage when we were able to drive ourselves. But, no, like, you know, y'all were... You and your mom were inside waiting for Ashley to come see you, you know. And I stepped mm-hmm. outside. And this when I still smoked cigarettes. You know, I was, like, 14 or yeah. 13 or whatever. And I was outside smoking a cigarette with Seabone from the Purple Ruben All-Stars. Yeah. And that big, you know, uh, black guy from... Uh, who's your caddy? No, they were all from Who's Your Caddy. That's why they were there. Well, yeah, I mean, I well, don't yeah, remember Don, his name. Uh, um, he was huge at yeah, the time. Too. Yeah. He was no, in the movie Blue Crush, no too. He was Big Worm, yeah. Big Perm from Friday, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, I was out there smoking cigarettes with them, too, you yeah. know. Neither one of them brought up who they are. I knew who they were. You yeah. know, I was a fan of the Purple Ribbon All-Star at yeah. the time, you know, and I didn't care. Yeah, no offense, you know. Well, no, because they're still, they're like, human. You I just enjoy like, what they bro, do. I like your music. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, what's up? How you like Aiken? Yeah. You know, oh, well, there's nothing to do. No shit, it's a shit hole. Cool. Yeah. Well, like, that's just like I made Big Boy laugh when we took the picture because I started singing Kryptonite or whatever. And he's like, hey, <laughs> you know, because I, like, it just popped in my head. Because, of course, when you meet somebody like that, regardless of if you get starstruck or not, you think of the things they do that you enjoy. Yeah. You know, like. Like whenever. No, do you want to make that impact though? Do you want to be that kind of person? Me? Yeah. Like, do I want to be a celebrity? Yeah. Or like, let's say, 
we keep this podcast going. We get Randy Raiden gaming, actual gaming up mm-hmm. and going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, do you want to be that guy? That is like, all right, well, you know, a 16-year-old kid now listens to our podcast yeah. a year from now. You know? It's like, you know, I listened to, to y'all's first podcast, you know, and, and the quality was quite poor. Yeah. But, you you know, I see why, where y'all took it, and I see how much y'all have grown. Yeah. And it's really inspiring. You, you know, I've been a fan since back then. Yeah. To me, that's humbling. Like... I've never had a moment where I've like impacted somebody that I, I mean, I have, I guess like when I played baseball, no, like I'm talking like celebrity moment, you know, like back in Aiken, I was a big, I mean, I was a big baseball player. I was a jock. People knew me for playing baseball and people knew me that I didn't know, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had, I mean, of course it was a teammate's little brother, but the teammate's little brother came up to me and said, you know, I play center field because I watched you play with my brother and you make it look so much fun. And I, you know, yeah. and just to myself, I'm like, okay, cool. Like whatever. But I think something like how you're saying would be really humbling. Like all I'm doing is sitting in a seat talking and if somebody listens, cool. And if they enjoy it, cool. But if it changes somebody like that's weird for me, you know, cause I have, horrible anxiety anyway it's easy to do this podcast because i'm talking to you yeah i'm just talking to hold it and it's just recording you know what i mean yeah and i mean i couldn't do this with a crowd of people i'm watching friend for 18 years and and that's what i'm saying it's it's easy but i couldn't like if this room was full of people right now you know i would be super quiet and just sit here oh yeah me too because i'm not that kind of actually I would just ramble until people either started getting on board with my rambling or just walked away because that's what I do when I'm nervous. Yeah, and see, and Bailey always says, like, I always tell her, I'm like, I have horrible anxiety. Like, I hate meeting new people. I hate talking to people. And she's like, how do you hate talking to people? You're such a people person. You are. And I'm like, but the reason I'm a people person is because I hate it so much I have to do it. Like, And you're a perfectionist. Yeah, like, and that's why I hate it because, like, that, I feel like that's why I have such bad anxiety is because I'm always afraid that I'm going to say something that the person doesn't like. Well, I think that's why you're so great in retail, too. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a perfectionist. And, you know, you, I've been told I'm very approachable. You are. You were my boss for, you know, yeah. two or three months. Yeah. Whatever. And, you, you know, watching you work in a retail environment, we've worked in kitchens and at Walmart before, you know, together yeah. a couple of years. But... You know, watching you work in, you know, a close retail environment, you know, where you've had people under you, you know yeah. what I'm saying, you had to keep check on, and you had a uh, high clientele, or guest, quote yeah. unquote, shout out to GameStop, but no, how you had, you, you know, a lot of traffic in and out of that store, yeah. you know, it, it, it made me realize that. I hate people. Yeah. And, I hate no, people. no offense to anyone. Oh, I hate people too. You know, I hate I meeting hate, new people. I do too. I to hate the way it makes me feel. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because, you, you know, of course, by now, everyone probably that listens knows I have palsy. 
you, you know, it, it's just different for me. Yeah. For me. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have to hide a piece of myself. Yeah. When, Otherwise, people are going to stare. And exactly. Like, and ask me dumb questions like, when did you get that? Yeah. Have you ever went through any any health class ever? Yeah. Because they teach you about birth defects. You, yeah. know, you know? But no, like, it, it just... To me, it's just mind-blowing, you know? I, I don't know. And watching you work in a retail environment was it, it was almost comforting in a way because it was like all right well you know if he can do it then i might as well jump in there and get it done too and i've worked retail before but never in a high traffic place like yeah. that you know i mean i don't know like my thing is like i have horrible anxiety i hate meeting people i hate talking to people because I always worry about what somebody thinks of me. And I don't know if that's a, something that comes from, you know, I've spent years out on a baseball field where everybody's watching. And, you know, like one thing that people never really understand to me, like one thing I've never been able to get people to understand is people say like, you're just playing a sport. What's a big deal? You know, and it's like, okay, well, think of it this way. Think of you're a huge fan of this team, okay? And in Aiken, baseball's a big deal, you know? So, and I played on a pretty prominent, I mean, a pretty big team. Like, the team I played for had all the best players. We had Drew Furness. We had, you know, all these players who were, like, the Aiken elite players. Brian Young. Brian Young and all of them, yeah. And, you know, it you're up to bat, okay? Bottom of the ninth inning. And people always say, oh, that's what kids live for is bottom of the ninth inning, bases loaded down by three, full count, hit a home run and win the game, you know? But nobody thinks bottom of the ninth inning, down by three, bases loaded, full count, you strike out. Everybody that loves the team now hates you because you just ruined it. You know, you're that person. And I mean, I never was able to play sports no, yeah. teams, you know, so I never really got to feel that, you, you, you know, and in an odd way, I'm kind of grateful for, Yeah. You, you know, and I appreciate the fact that I have palsy at that point in time, because it's like, with my Bruce Banner mentality, as yeah. you pointed out the other day, <laughs> I don't know if I would handle it constructively. It's, it's tough, like, you know, and that's why have, having played sports in my life, like, I find the way, like, how just the other day, LeBron went off mm-hmm. about some comments Charles Barkley's made about his leadership and his teamwork and all this teamwork and all this. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't like LeBron, but he is a great leader. Oh, like, yeah. he's a great, he's a great teammate. He's a great leader. Like, he's a, I mean, he's the epitome of a team player in my eyes. Yes, he takes a lot of shots, but that's because, like, he's even been on record saying it, is I'm taking shots to show the team that it's okay. Take a shot. You know what I mean? Like, but he went off, and people are like, oh, my God, that's so unsportsmanlike that LeBron went off. It's like he just has – he's lost five games in a row, and everybody's pointing it out. Like mm-hmm. – they win five games in a row. Nobody says anything. As soon as you lose, it's all on you. And it's like, it's hard to take that burden a lot. 
Just like in professional gaming, I'm sure. Like Cloud9, a very big team, was just playing in the, um, I believe it was Cloud9, was just playing in the Call of Duty World Championships in Atlanta. And <clears throat> they lost two games in a row, and the final kill was the same guy. And, you know, you're going to get that feeling like, it's my fault. I was the last one to die. Well, we, I think we experienced a lot of that while we were playing Ghost Recon, you know, Advanced Warfare. Oh, yeah. And, or even World of War, you yeah. know what I mean? Because me and you were dumb. Like, we take a random, like, noob on, that just joined our team on World of War, and we'd go play a 3v3 or yeah. even a 3v6 if we wanted, you know what I'm saying? And we would still win. But, you know, especially in Ghost Recon, man, but when we lost in Ghost Recon, it was horrible. Because, and this isn't being cocky, but it was hardly it's, ever... It's hard. rare. Yeah, it was hardly ever our fault. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because me and you, we know where, when, and how yeah. to get shit done. You know, in, in any video game, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and it's just like you and Dylan in the kitchen together. You know, y'all know where, when, and how. Yeah. And, I mean, it, almost like Dylan and Herp together in the yeah. video game. They know where, when, and how. And I think that that's why when the four of us play, we don't have to all four be in one spot. We can go into two-man teams yeah. and get shit and done. Well, and, that's, and I will say, too, playing team sports growing up is I've had some of the best moments as well, like the best pick-me-up moments, you yeah. know, because it's true what people say, like, you're brothers, like, you are teammates, you're brothers, you know, like, I'll never forget, I was pitching one time, and it was a game to take us to the playoffs, and Brian Leonardi was my catcher, and I had walked, like, six people in a row, like, was blowing the game, you know, and Brian came out, and Obviously, you can be that guy and just be like, you're screwing up, yeah. you know, like, but the team part of it, you know, he came out and he's like, what's wrong, man? Like, come on, let's get this together, you know, and like the build you up or like when you do strike out, you know, in the bottom of the night and you go back to the dugout and the team's there. Nobody's mad at you on the team. Everybody's there to tell you like, hey, it happens to all of us. You know, you're going to strike out. Not everybody's going to. And it. It helps your self-esteem, but at the same time, you still feel horrible. Like, I just lost for everybody, you know, just like on a video game, on Ghost Recon. I know you've been on that end, I've been on that end, and especially when we used to play Search and Destroy, and it's like, it's one-on-one. -on -one. Like, all I got to do is get him and go defuse the bomb, and I got this. And you get killed, and you're like, I just ruined it for the game or for the team. Like, I'm the reason we lost because I was the last one to die. And I feel like I've carried that over to my personal life too much. Definitely. Because I've done it for so long. It's one of those habits, you know? And it is definitely a fault. But, yeah. But it's one of those, I mean... <clears throat> you, you, you know, when I meet... I've been meeting and adding a lot of new people on Facebook and on Twitter, you know, Twitter and Instagram and whatever. Because, you know, not only do we do this and the gaming thing, I make music and, mm -hmm. you know, I compose and all that stuff for Amy and Mark and whoever else, you know. But, like, my thing 
I'll meet. I'll initiate conversation on Facebook or Instagram or whatever because it's just conversation. Yeah. You know, and we're not face to face. There's no real anxiety there. You know. Yeah. And you, you know, some people I've gotten quite close with. You know, male and female. You know, yeah. and it, it's funny because like I'll post stuff on Facebook that you, you you know obviously points out like you called it. Uh, Valentine's Day morning yeah. my you know the Bruce Banner mentality yeah. that I have I'll point it out on Facebook or you, you know post something that you know you know hints at it whatever yeah. and everybody who knows knows me in person you, you know or has known me for a decent while recognizes that but all these new people are like oh you, you know like you've got a great head on your shoulders you're, you're sweet you know you're nice and it's like hold on no. You haven't met the Hulk is the problem. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I, I'm not nice. I, I'm not yeah. sweet. I'm honest. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I, I'm not trying to make myself sound like a Billy fucking badass or mm-hmm. anything. You, you know, I'm... It's like a, almost like a, a warning. You, yeah. you know, it's like... It's the calm before the storm. Like, okay, I am nice now. I am sweeter than I was before. But say one wrong word. Exactly. And, and you're getting decapitated. Yeah. You, you know I don't care about your feelings. And it's not, and I'm not saying no, it's no, about no. it. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care. And I'm trying to work on that. And I think I've gotten a hell of a lot better. But, you, have. you know, and I think a lot of that comes from me being sheltered as a child, mm-hmm. you know, because I had cerebral palsy. And growing up with just three sisters instead of having brothers to go outside and play with and stuff like that. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't start doing like outside outside activities with more than my parents and my sisters. And I don't really count my cousins because they're useless. <laughs> but until we met and we yeah. started playing in the neighborhood and we got Taylor involved and, you, you, you know, and brought her into the mix as well. Because we were playing five on four and we needed a fifth. Exactly. And I was like, hey, new kid moved down the street. Let's go get him. But I just... I never really got to build that teamwork, that camaraderie, that that group, the group feeling. feeling. Yeah. yeah, I never got a pat on the back from a teammate. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if I messed up as a kid, I messed up bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And since I was the only boy, obviously. You got it worse. Exactly. And. Since I was sheltered, it was like weird because it's like, oh, it, it's it's okay, sweetie, it's it's okay. You know, you were you were rude, you were bad. It's okay. And then on the flop side of that, I was getting my ass beat. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, is it okay, or, or am I gonna get my ass beat? You know. So it's like, what, what do I do? So I think it kind of distorted me a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no. So I I think me playing team sports when I was a kid would have greatly helped out, but let's be honest, no one wants a kid with one and a half hands on their team. I, their I, I did. Well, yeah. you. I put you on my team. Obviously, but still, you, you know, I tried out for Kennedy football team. Yeah. Yeah. I was a decent quarterback, I and mean, we played backyard all, all the yeah. damn time. No, oh, you can't, you know, you only have one hand. Cool, awesome. Yeah. Shout out for South Haken. Oh, you can throw a ball, that's awesome. Oh, you have cerebral palsy? Sorry. Yeah. You can't play. 
You know, it's like... Yeah. Rejection, I, man. And, and, I mean, I've been cut from... I got cut from teams. I, I mean, I was... Not because no, of... No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, I, I know I'm, what you're saying. I well, know. I wasn't going to bring it there again. What I'm saying is, like, rejection and disappointment in real life and sports and gaming and whatever... You, you know what I mean? Like rejection's rejection, regardless it, of what it is. Exactly. You losing, you being that final kill, you being that final strikeout, you being that final out, you missing that final three point. You know, you you missing that final layup. You know, you not chipping that fucking. I don't know out in the sand when you and, need to. You, you, know, you know, and that's that's to me what really defines somebody. Like. With me, like, that story I was just telling about pitching. Like, after the game, I asked Brian if he'd stick around at the field with me so I could practice. Yeah. You know, and it's – I feel like that, you know, it's so – it's it's easier for somebody to say, I failed, I'm done, than to say, I failed, now let me fix why I failed. Yeah. And try again next time. Yes, I there's a great chance I'm going to fail again. But if I could fix one part of why I failed – then I could fix the next part. And I think that's why we were great at Ghost Recon. Yeah. Because at first we sucked. We were horrible. But we practiced. And that's all it is. And we practiced and we practiced. And then we were the number one, the, the number three, and the number five team. Yeah. We were like mercs. <laughs> you know? I mean, and it, it's a different beast. Like... I mean, practicing is, that's why. I'm not, I'm not trying to really compare, you know, online video game playing to actual it sports. It is, though. I know, the but, only difference is the physical activity. You're still practicing a craft. That's why I'll never put down people. Those guys on Cloud9 that sit there and play, you know, like I watched a documentary on them. Those guys at Cloud9, they bought a house. They all live together now. And they have a coach who literally spectates every game they play and they play from eight o'clock in the morning to five o'clock at night. They have, or nine to five, they have a nine to five job and it's playing the game. And people are like, Oh my God, do you play a game for eight hours a day? And it's like, it's a craft that they get paid for. Yeah. You are getting there. I mean, and they are practicing their craft to get better. Why do they have a coach on a video game? Because he sees things they don't see. Just the same reason there's a coach in a professional sport. Yeah. They're professionals. What do they need coaches for? Because they have to practice their craft. Yeah. Let somebody else come up with the game plan. They just practice their part of the game plan. And I think, honestly, man, I, I, I truly think that we have the, the skill to be professional gamers, but we need to find... You know, not only the right game for all all of us, yeah. but we need to find more of a concrete team. Well, we don't have a leader either. Yeah, and I mean, that does... you got to have a leader, and nobody... Nobody really wants to nobody. step up. Well, I mean, Overall, straight up, for me, when we were playing Ghost Recon, it was fun. But there towards the end, it got to where it was, yeah. it was like a business and I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like when Turtle Beach started contacting us and was like, hey, you know, let's sponsor you. And it's like, 
but you got to play seven hours a day. And it's like, I got a life too. Like, I'm not looking to play video games for a job. Like, yeah, it'd be awesome. But you want me to play seven hours a day so you can send me some free headphones? Like, I'll just go work a job and get some money and pay for the headphones and still have more money too, you know? Like, so, I mean, yeah, it was fun when, I mean, it's still fun. Like, I would love to be one. But I also look at it like it would take away. It would take away a lot, you know, like I already work 40 hours a week at a job as well as, I mean, I play video games every day. Don't get me wrong. Like, but I don't have seven hours out of a day to, <laughs> to play a video game, you know, That's true. especially after working eight hours a day and then another seven hours on a video game, that'd be 15 hours. And then I have like, like nine hours of sleep, which is maybe I could be a professional gamer, <laughs> but double what I get. Yeah. But I mean, but they still got to find time to eat, shower. And I would say spend time with the wife, but she's, more busy than I'll ever be. Yeah. Um, and I want to give her a shout out because she just did that seminar and I read her comments and she killed it. I know she won't read this or listen to this, but other people will. So I want to give her a shout out. I called her Snavely the other night when I picked her up. Oh yeah. She got on to me. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah. She was like, I'm Mosier now. And I was like, No, you're not. And she was like, Yes, I am. And I was like, Bailey. I've been trying to be a Mosier for like 18 years. I was like... I mean, technically, she has the proper paperwork now. Well, I know. That's what she brought up. And I was like, no. She was like, well, you, you know, why didn't they just adopt you? I was like, to be honest, we were all considered that <laughs> for a long time. And that's when the whole, you know, you adopted me and us having a threesome thing came no, up. And I called weird. you. That's and, just weird. I don't know what that's all about. I'm not getting into that <laughs> on the podcast because... Well, this podcast has gone on for an hour and five minutes now. So we should probably get ready to start cutting it short. Cause you can't cut it short after an hour. Oh, we, okay, we should probably start <laughs> cutting it to the end now. But this was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, we had some different notes. Uh, hopefully people enjoy the stories. It is story time with Raiden. Rain. It doesn't say anything about video games, so stop the comments. <laughs> we don't get we comments. Don't. Somebody leave a comment. I will. You don't count. Why are we covering her? Anyway. You're speaking louder. I know. I don't get it. Anyway, um, this was a fun one. I enjoyed it. Um, Political. Yeah, I got a little. Got a little bit, it was fun, though. Next episode, we'll do some trivia of some sort. We'll figure out a trivia to do. Oh boy. Maybe we'll call somebody randomly and ask and have them do a trivia question. Just like one trivia question? Yeah, just one question. Tell you what. Anybody who's listening to this, comment on the link and uh, leave your phone number or message us. Message Raiden Rain Gaming, our Facebook, facebook.com slash RNRG, and message us your phone numbers, and we'll randomly call and give you a, uh, we'll give you a random question, and we'll see if you can get it right in a... Yeah, man, it'd be kind of fun. Let's try that. Anyway, Rain and Rain Gaming out. Story time's over, kids. Time to go take a nap. Just remember, keep on keeping on and stay golden, pony boy. Later.
Hi, Mark here from the Tangibound Podcast Network and host of the flagship show, The Tangibound Podcast. Did you know that we over at Tangibound are always looking for amazing podcasts to promote? And did you also know that we are also proud nerds and geeks of everything from movies, music, gaming, TV shows, and comic books to wrestling, MMA, soccer, and football? Whatever you can nerd or geek out about, we've got it. And if you're interested, we can help you find it. And if you're a show looking for a place to call home, we've got you covered. Side effects may include upset stomach, dizziness, tumors, shakes, and in some rare cases, death from excessive laughter. Though to be fair, it's only sometimes. Other side effects may include diarrhea, gallstones, heart palpitations, and strong desire for cookies on the dark side. Talk to your doctor and visit TangiboundNetwork.com and see if Tangibound Network is right for you. 